listening to the Agent Survival Guide podcast. A podcast for today's insurance agents. Informing. Educating. Empowering. Improving the way you do business in an industry that's anything but static. In today's episode, objections are something that every salesperson has to deal with. It comes with the selling territory. It's not a unique problem to insurance sales. But because of the rules and regulations in our industry, well, how agents handle objections is a little different than, say, if we are selling a car or replacement windows. Anytime I have a sales-specific question like this one, well, There's one person here at Ritter I like to turn to. He's an agent out in the field, and he's great at explaining the intricacies of Medicare in a way that makes sense. Dan Ford recently joined me on a Teams chat to talk about how to overcome common insurance sales objections, objections that are specific to our industry and how agents can navigate those objections compliantly. Here's our conversation. I am Dan Ford, and I am in consumer sales at Ritter. So I guess my title would be a senior sales broker, probably a little bit more than that, but I'm in consumer sales. Okay. That is exactly what we would like because I don't think there's any better experience than what someone like yourself, you know, you're out there, you're making the sales and people really want to hear what that's like. You want that sense of camaraderie to know that, okay, are the issues that I'm running into the same as what other people are running into? One of the things that I've been wanting to talk about It's not unique to sales. I think every salesperson kind of falls into having to deal with this issue, but it is unique in the terms of how we deal with it in Medicare sales. And those are objections because while we have ways as a salesperson, maybe if we're selling furniture or replacement windows, There are things that you can say when you're selling those things that you cannot say with Medicare. And there's a lot more to consider with a Medicare plan. What are some of the objections that you are hearing out in the field right now? So I think the biggest one that you get a lot is an objection against Medicare Advantage. When you first meet somebody, you will get a client or a potential client who says, hey, I want to look at a Medicare supplement plan G. I don't want to know anything about Medicare Advantage. I just want to supplement. You know, that's probably one of the biggest ones that I get or Medicare Advantage is horrible. I don't want to deal with it. I just want to supplement. Something to that effect is usually, you know, one of the first things I hear. And it's it's very common, very, very common. Now, one of the problems with that is, of course, if we are an agent and we're doing our due diligence We might look through, do our fact finding and come to terms with the idea that, okay, based on your health profile, the drugs you're taking, all of these things, what if the Medicare supplement really isn't the best fit for that client? That objection is actually very easily remedied. Now, I'm not the kind of agent who forces any product on somebody who doesn't want it. 
anybody who knows me will tell you I am very client oriented. Whatever the client wants, the client gets. That being said, 90% of the time, the client doesn't know what they want. They only know what they've heard from friends and friends are not reliable. So what I do, the way I counter objections is I just educate them. I said, oh, okay, I understand that, but I'm going to teach you what a Medicare Advantage product is and let you make an educated decision on that. So I will explain how a Medicare supplement works in detail, sometimes brutal detail, because when I sell, I want people to understand the product that they have and how it works. You know, I'm always here for them. They know that. But an educated decision is is the best decision to make. So I will teach them about the supplements and then I'll roll into Medicare Advantage and how Medicare Advantage works and some of the benefits and some of the drawbacks of both. That way, the client can say, well, so-and-so said that, you know, this product was this, 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 and this, but you're telling me, my answer is exactly. I'm telling you because I'm educated. I know what these products are. I know every product in our market. I know how they work. I know what their drawbacks are. And now you can make an educated decision on what fits your lifestyle the best. So one of the big things you get with that, and the reason people come to you with the objection, I want a Medicare supplement, I don't want a Medicare Advantage plan, is because they might think that Mary's ailments are very similar to theirs, when in reality, they're not, or Mary's medications are similar to theirs, and they're not in reality. It's a very easy objection to fix because all you have to do is tell them you know, about the products and tell them exactly what each one entails. And then they can actually decide if that supplement is going to fit them best or if an Advantage plan is going to be the way they go. Right. I like how you said, as you were describing what you're explaining to them and how you frame it, that you know, I'm going to explain these plans in detail to you and let you make an educated decision. It puts the ball back in their court. It gives them a little bit of power and also of choice, which don't get me wrong, they have that, but letting them know that they have that. You're putting them a little bit at ease that, okay, I'm not going to get talked into something that I don't really want to go with because they think that's naturally what people equate with a salesperson when in reality, that is very far from the truth. Absolutely. And this really has nothing to do with objections, Sarah, but (laughs) I do something else that a lot of agents, I'm not going to say they don't do it. They may or they may not do it, but I kind of put it out there right at the beginning. Now, AEP is a different animal. When we're inside AEP, we have a lot of people to see. You know, we got a boom, 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 right? But outside of AEP, throughout the rest of the year, I do something that's a little that I think is a little different. When I go see a potential client, the first time I see them, the first thing I tell them is, hey, we don't need to make this sale today. If you see a product and it's absolutely hands down what you want, then we'll sign you up for it. But if you're not sure by the time we're finished here, we don't need to sign this application today. I don't mind coming back. That's not very popular. I will tell you with salespeople in general, I don't know how other agents handle it, but right off the bat, I set it up that, hey, there is no pressure here. I want you to make the right decision, an educated decision. So yes, it may take me another visit to get it, but I just earned their trust five times faster because they were like, oh, wow, this, you know, he's not here just to make the money and roll. He's willing to come back and spend some time. So that's another way you can put your clients or your potential clients at ease with any objection to say, hey, we don't need to make this decision today. 
You know, we have a little bit of time as long as they do have a little bit of time, because there are times where you get those people who are like, um, I never signed up and it's, it starts tomorrow. Yeah. So as long as, as long as you, as long as you have the time and they have the time, you know, that's another way to quell an objection is just to say, Hey, we don't have to make the decision today. I can come back out or even let's say you don't really have, or they don't really have the time for you to come back out, but they don't know what the decision is they want to make. We can do it like this, you know, face to face over video chat. We have the technology nowadays that we don't always have to go back out and visit. What are some of the other objections that you're hearing? Maybe something that's particular to current times right now or just something that you frequently come across? There are a lot of times that clients are worried about costs, long-term costs, being able to plan supplements. You do get objections with the cost of supplements. You know, they're like, well, if I can get a plan, this plan for zero dollars, you know, why is the supplement that just comes down to educating them on how each plan works. Another objection that you get a lot of times is I don't need a Part D plan. I don't need Part D. I don't take any medications. You know, obviously, that's a big red flag to any agent. You know, you probably don't need a Part D plan. However, let me tell you about what happens if you don't take one and then you need one down the road. So, you know, you have to get into that Part D penalty and explain exactly how a Part D penalty works, about how much it's going to cost. Again, it's just about educating them so that they're making the right decision for them. Right. Is there another example that you can give us of an objection so we have a nice set of three? (laughs) Um, Let's see. It's not really an objection, but what happens when somebody is in a Medicare supplement and it's gotten too expensive and they're looking to get cheaper and they can't underwrite into a new med sup because of an ailment? You do have a lot of objections in that form of, well, I'm not sure I want to go to a Medicare Advantage plan for my supplement. And again, that's going to be based on how healthy or unhealthy are they? Is it cheaper for them to stay in a Medicare supplement that's $300 a month? Probably not. But maybe depending on what that ailment is in that case, then one of the things I always do, whether it's a new client or existing client, I generally throughout my years with them, re-educate them on different products, no matter what they're in. I always give my opinion. My job is to kind of guide them into the right, you know, the product that I think is going to be the best fit for them. But, you know, it's never firm. It's always a very soft guidance. I would say 95% of people I meet with kind of go with my recommendations or, you know, which way I'm guiding them to. That's based on a couple of different things. You know, medications always play into it. Cost. Most people tell me their financial situation. I kind of know right off the bat if they can afford $150 or $200 or $300 a month. You know, obviously, if they're telling me, hey, I don't have two nickels to rub together, I'm not trying to put them in a plan that's $150 a month, plus now I need a PDP. I'm showing them an advantage plan first, explaining both, but still showing them the advantage plan first, because I know that's kind of where where they're going to lean. When we get switches, people who are switching from, we'll say people who've had supplements for a long period of time, that's probably where you get the people with the biggest objections. A lot of times they had agents before me, you know, we're talking people who are in their late 70s you know, that may have had agents before me and those agents weren't real big into Medicare Advantage. So they'd be like, oh, you never want to go to a Medicare Advantage. They're really, really bad. They might list reasons to them. They might not. 
But again, for me, it's all about educating them and what it actually is, how it works, giving them some ballpark figures as to how co-pays work and how co-insurances work and how max out-of-pockets work, deductibles, things of that nature, so that they can say, oh, well, maybe I will look at that a little further in detail, and then we can get into it. But I think when it comes to Medicare Advantage, whether it be Medicare Advantage to MedSup or MedSup to Medicare Advantage, I think the biggest takeaway is education of the client. The more your client knows, the better that they will be able to make a decision on you know, what's best for them. And, and that's your ultimate goal. I don't think most clients are ever going to know more than we do, but you want them to understand. The more they understand, the less service calls you get. You know, if they understand what product they're in and how a copay works, you're not going to get those questions, those phone calls 50 times a month. Hey, I just got an MRI. How much is that going to be? Is this going to be covered? Well, yeah. Is it a medical necessity? Is your doctor telling you to get it? And yeah, it's covered. How it's covered, that might be a different phone call. But that's another reason I do so much with education of clients is the less they're on the phone with me, the more I can see other clients. So. Yeah. It's also about self-preservation. You know, I'm not getting 80 phone calls a week from Mary because I didn't explain the product and she doesn't understand it. So it's a twofold reason. Well, probably more than that. It probably is uh, absolutely. More than just that when it comes to education. One last question that I would like to ask you, what is your biggest piece of advice for agents this AEP? Be compliant know the rules. There's a lot of new rules coming into play, a lot of things coming into play. It's actually funny because that all plays back into education, educating your clients as well. If you know the rules, if you follow the rules and you educate your clients properly, nobody's ever going to be able to ding you. Follow the scope rules. It has to be 48 hours now. Just do it. We have all these ways you can do it via text message or email or mail or on the phone in some circumstances. Get your scopes. Make sure you're recording your phone calls. Make sure you're covering your bases. Hey, if you're recording your phone calls and you're educating your clients on Medicare itself, you're always going to be in compliance because you know you're doing what's required. Actually, you're probably going above and beyond. You know, that's always my biggest piece of advice is I know staying compliant can be hard and there's a lot of different rules and rule changes and you got to stay up on them. But as long as you're staying compliant, everything's going to work out right. And again, a big piece of that is educating your client. I think one of the number one things agents get dinged on is because they put their client into something that their client doesn't understand. So they end up calling Medicare and it becomes an issue. Part of staying compliant is educating your people. And as long as you're doing that, I think you're going to go far. You're going to run along and make a lot of money. Thanks again to Dan Ford. Really appreciate you taking the time to chat with me. If you have questions, whether it's a specific sales question for Dan, a marketing question for the ASG team, or compliance questions, please reach out to us here at Ritter so we can start a conversation and answer those questions for you. You can use the links in the notes to contact us. Thank you so much for listening. We will see you next episode. 
The Agent Survival Guide podcast is a production of Ritter Insurance Marketing, an integrity company. This episode was written, recorded, and produced by me, Sarah Rupel. Special thanks to Dan Ford for the interview. Script proofing by Tina Lamaru. Podcast design by Urban Rivera. Artwork by Vivian Zhao. Follow along with our show wherever you like to listen. Thank <laughs> you.